I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo. Yo. All right, what's going on? How are you? Oh, not much. Well, you doing all right? Yeah, I'm fine. Look at me. I look great. You? Pink you? on? I'm good. It's cold as hell. I yeah, wasn't expecting that. Here. It's sunny out. It's been nice. And then I walked outside and I was like, Jesus Christ, it's cold. Yeah. But other than that, all is well. Uh, you like your job? Like right at this moment? No. Yeah, like in general, you like your job? In general, I like it. Right now, I'm, you know... I just kind saw of questioning my decisions. I just saw this thing that said, "Well, uh, resenticism is the latest trend plaguing workers, and it's even more dangerous than quiet quitting." And I don't even mm. need to look at resenticism to just have a pretty good idea of what it is, which is that you don't like your job. But Business Insider, they did, uh, you know, trends, the trendy words in 2023, and they're all um, work related. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know, quiet. Quitting. I do. That's when you give up. You stop trying, but you're still working. What was the other one that came after that about your your boss? Remember there was there was. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what the next one was. So these are the ones that they said you need to know apparently for 2023. Okay, got it. Career cushioning. Uh, this is when you don't necessarily hate your job, but you do start looking for other jobs just in case layoffs are coming. Sure. Doesn't everybody? I know to the extent that you're looking at a job, like maybe not actually checking Monster or whatever it is every right. day. But isn't everyone always at least kind of thinking, like, what's... What am I going to do? What, like, what might be my backup plan? I think plan? so. If you hear someone who's like, you know, uh, so-and-so just got a job and they're hiring all these people, you probably think to yourself, right. like, yeah, oh, okay. man, should I do that now or at least keep that in mind? Uh, boomerang employees. You, you've got an idea what this is, right? Boomerang employees is when you go back to an old job because the new one that you got sucked. Which, okay, that's good. Yeah, if if you can go back. Shift shock? Shift shock is when you're excited about a new job, but after a few shifts you realize you hate it. It's also called new hire remorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that happens to me a lot. That happened to me the most in retail jobs, I would say. Yeah. I'm like, I can do this. Sure, it's eight hours, but look, 
It's not like it's hard labor, right? You're inside. It's climate controlled. I mean, I don't know what job you hated the most. If it was hanging drywall, at least with drywall, like I assume they paid you more than minimum wage. Yeah, the but, planting of flowers. Oh, right, but I that lasted. That, that lasted literally a yeah, couple. Yeah, that hours. was shift shock. Yeah, I that, went down. I was like, oh, I don't. Was. I thought I, I thought we were just gonna be in the sun and hang out. Was that one of those things where like your dad got you the job? No, I went and applied. Like I wanted. Okay. I was like, oh, this sounds fun. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like house to house landscaping. It was like you know. It was like one of those nurseries. Yeah. Yeah. I just hang out here. Old ladies last for flowers. And a guy took me out in some field I didn't realize was behind there. (laughs) Like, start planting two of them. This is where the work takes place. Right. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Did did you ever work retail? Like a brick and mortar? No, you never did. Mm -mm. I know. I mean, look, some people do it, and uh, they do it for a long time. Didn't your your sister work retail for a long time, right? Okay. That's what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not saying that that means that she loves it, but she likes it enough, or she's good enough at it that she kept doing it. For me, it was like the most daunting thing. I don't know why, but the time moved so slowly, and I guess it depends on what kind of story you're into, but for me... uh, just working under those fluorescent lights and like being, it's slow it just feels i don't know man i'm telling you it felt like time moved slower and time always moves slow when you're on the clock right oh i worked at but marshalls there you go that counts yeah. yes and i guess also how busy are you what is your actual yeah. job description that stuff plays into it but it, like at marshalls i don't know why whenever you mention your time at marshalls i just remember you talking about handing out the the tags for the, the fitting room man you go in and they just tell you what department you're in that day you're just like, oh, you're in department one, two, three, four, five, and you're just like, six. And that was the most dreaded? Yeah, because you, you just sat on this chair, and women came in, and, like, and they, you're like, how many items do you have? And they're like, four. <laughs> and you hand them like the red thing that says four. Yeah. And then they go in and try them on. And then they, they hand them back to they you. They hand them back to you, you hang them up and put them you back do, on that rack. You right. do have to go take yeah. them back. Yeah, that would be my thing. Well, I always think it's weird. You just sit there for eight, like eight hours. You're like, Jesus Christ. I think it's weird when you try something on at a place and you're like, oh, I'll put it away. And you're like, no, 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 please. We do it. You know, we got to do it. And I'm like, God, I'm trying to help. I feel bad you got this pile of stuff sitting there. But uh, I could see how that would be, a, you know, at least bad in the sense that time is moving slow while you're just sitting there waiting for these people it to come in and try on clothes. Working never the, moves slower. Working the register, at least it's like, yeah, the next sometimes you get trying busy. To, yeah. That can be stressful. It can be stressful. But exactly. like if you're working shoes, you're just walking around shoes, putting them back. Yeah. Right, walk around some more, like whatever. Yeah, a little zoning or whatever they call it. <laughs> yeah. For me, the register was always walk around like, the whole store and see if you can find shoes. You know what I mean? You're like, what? This? You know, I can yeah. do this. I, I tried to avoid the register as much as possible. I had to do it at the restaurant a little bit, but then when I worked at Walmart, of course, I had to work the register sometimes. And I was mostly there before because I worked in the pharmacy, and I, I mostly was there before we actually opened. But I did work there for a few hours still. My shift ended, or you know, went into a few hours of us being open. And sometimes they'd say, "Hey, you know, Reed, we need you to come work the register." And it always felt like the entire world was going to see how dumb I truly was as I tried to operate this register. If they were paying with cash, give them change. Just even things like I screwed up so much so often. They pay with their card. I would not give them their card back. You know, stuff like that. Where's my card? I'm like, oh, I I don't know. Did I not give it back to you? Because I've hidden it from myself. It's just, I I don't know. I felt. There's always the guy who's good at math. Right, exactly. Like so, you know. I don't know. I, I can't even do the math now. They're but, you all know, better it's than like me. Nine dollars and seventy-two cents. He gives you a ten dollar bill and thirty-six cents, and you're like, "What?" And he's like, <laughs> right. he's like right, "You would give me back a dime then?" I'm like, "All right, uh, okay." Man. Like, what? It's not that hard for me to just pull it out of the seventeen cents change out of the register. Right. Like now, you ask me to do math, like I don't. The and then the guy's always like, "It would be a quarter and a dime back," and you're like, "Okay, oh, dude." Okay. 
I'm just doing what the machine tells me to do. I don't want to do any of this. Just keep (laughs) your change. Why? It's under 10 bucks. Give me the 10. I'm like, why? I don't. Right. And you hope, too. Well, that's something like, maybe they won't notice. I'm pretty sure I counted that wrong, but they probably won't notice. I do remember a guy paying cash one time for something. I go to give him his change. And he's like with his wife and his kid. And he gets the change. And he's like, look at this, honey. And it was obvious I'd given him way too much money back. But he's like, look at this, honey. He's like, I think we made out pretty well. And they're like walking away, counting the money. He's like, well, I'd rather give him too much than too little because at least he's not mad. Uh, there's chaotic working. This is also called malicious compliance. It's when you break rules at work to help uh, a friend, someone who's in trouble. Okay. For example, by giving them an employee discount or um, you know, giving them free uh, sure. food when you're not supposed to give it to them, whatever. Which, I, especially when you're a teenager, there's a lot of that going on. At, at least in in fast food, there is. You, everyone had friends who worked at a fast food place, and they gave you I the free burgers. Adult, when I was a bartender, if my buddies came in, was, yeah, you're right. As an adult, I feel like the bartender was like seven dollars. Yep. Did you did you have like that? We had a couple guys that were all. I used to do friends. a thing a lot of times where, um, you know, if they didn't have money. So, you know, it's before payday. They're broke for whatever reason. Yeah. I'd be really like, all right, come on in. And they come in, and then I just ring up cheese. And then, you know, cheese would be 10 cents. And then I just write in the tip there, just tip 50 bucks. Yeah. And I just give you 50 bucks back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, we had like a group of friends that worked at McDonald's and their thing was when you rolled through, you said something, but you didn't actually order food. You just say, Hey guys. And then you'd pull up to the window and they would just hand bags of food out the window and give it to us. And then we would drive off. I never worked fast food. So I don't think that was an issue. And when I worked at, uh, you know, like the pharmacy, I wasn't able to get a hold of pills, obviously to give them. They 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 were pretty strict even then. Uh, and then when I worked at Joanne's, it wasn't like I had a bunch of buddies coming right, in saying, hey, right, can right, we get right. some fabric, like a discount? Like, yeah, no. I can't even imagine why. I, I mean, it doesn't matter. It what? Doesn't matter. I just can't even imagine, like, like, what, like, I, I don't know. How did I get that job? Not only, well, like, why'd you roll in there? Yeah. Why'd you just go like, you know what, man, I need a job. It's the 90s. <laughs> yeah. You know, they hire kids all the time. I could probably pick what I want. It was definitely... John Fabric sounds fun. Like, what? I didn't pick it, yeah. Didn't even really know what it was. What happened was I'd quit a job that I had for like three years to go on vacation. I went out of the country. I'd been saving up forever. And my dad was like, all right, when you get back, you got to get a job immediately. I don't know why. It's not like... I make it when I say that people are like, oh, you were helping pay bills. It wasn't like I was giving parent my parents money. My dad was just real big on having a job, I guess. But he's like, you're going to get a job as soon as you get back. So when I got back... Um, from my trip, I mean, I'd been back like a day. And he's like, oh, by the way, Reed, we found you a job because my mom went there all the time and my dad got dragged into there with her. And the, there had been a sign that said, like, help wanted in the mornings. And they're like, he's like, you know, my son, he's he's, he's going to be looking for a job. So my dad had already set this whole thing up. He's like, they're going to give you the job because they're just looking for someone to come in there and help them Couldn't unload the trucks I in the morning. I don't want to do that. I did. I was like, I don't really want to work there. And he's like, well, until you find another job, work there. So then I got the job there and. Yeah, you know, I was like, I guess I've already got the job. I should be looking, but it it wasn't the unloading the trucks part was fine. It was once I got to the part where like now you got to come in and work while we're actually open and help customers. It's like I can't, I can't do this. You got to clean the right. bathrooms and all that right. stuff. I was like, this is too much. I just can't do it. 
I, like, I need to be better. I'll, I will go find a job myself. Right, yeah. This is way too lazy. Yes, any other job I find is probably going to pay the same thing. It's not like I'm going to make more money. But right. there are better jobs than this. And it wasn't even close. I was driving like 45 minutes to get there to work at a fabric store. And just old ladies coming in, yeah. buying denim. Yep. Yeah, the customers were not, not big fans like, of mine. And the, right, and also, like, you know, no action whatsoever. Well, the girls I worked with treated me like a hot commodity because I was the only guy that worked right, there. And they were 70. Yeah, guy. Well, you know, some of them, yeah. There were right. younger ones that worked there, oh, and they yeah. were all, you know, oh, so excited to see me. I was the star of the I show. Bet. But yeah, they weren't like the, the cool. They the weren't. Show. They weren't the cool kids the at school. Smartest kid in the slow class. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. like you know, you're at the fabric store, and you're the only <laughs> dude that they've seen here in <laughs> yeah. years. Uh, the next prison one is a uh, woman's prison. Like, bar- look at that. <laughs> right. Kind of has a wiener. <laughs> right. Hey, look at that. It's a guy. I think it's actually a guy. And he's under 70. He's not here with his wife. Uh, there's bare minimum Monday. That's the same as quiet quitting. It's just that you do it on Mondays. Then there's resenticism, which is the thing that I saw earlier. This is when you stay in a bad job because you don't think you have any other options. So you start to resent it more and more. This is apparently a yeah. big issue right now. Resenticism, mm-hmm. which, I mean... What do you think the percentage of people right now, if you polled or in a job that they've stayed in because they're worried they can't get anything better, that they don't really like? The majority of yeah. people, right? Everyone? I, I would think just about everyone. And then the final one's copycat layoffs. I mean, even if it's a great job, you're there because you didn't get anything better. Yeah, that's like the golden handcuff. Right? right? I mean, still, that? yeah, but you're, you're there because you don't have anything better. Yeah. but but Even the, if it's a great, even if you're in a movie star yeah, you, and you're like, I'm in this movie. Because I didn't get the one that The Rock's in. Yeah. Like, every job in the world is... All, I don't, might be like five Yeah, in the world where you're like, all right, well, there's really nobody high. I'm the, the president. Yeah. Right? And you still, it still work. Even if you're a movie star, eventually you're like, I don't want to go sit on that set for 10 hours today. Right, of course. Even if you're just sitting around waiting, I'm sick of it, I'm rich, I'm famous, right. I shouldn't have to spend my time doing this. And you're right. Then you're like, why didn't I get that other movie? So yeah, I would guess right. it's almost uh, Almost every job, I think you're only there because you didn't get anything better. Right. And then I would co- think. copycat layoffs is the top one. The idea that layoffs are contagious. When one corporation starts uh, canning people, other companies that is true. start to do it too. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I mean, that's like also just right, you know, how the economy is doing or the right. tech, in, the tech just, sector is laying right. people off, whatever it is. I th- Doubled their cash flow, fired yeah. some idiots. We have plenty of idiots. Right. And right. what if I you mean, work at a company where it's like a national company, like our company, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe just some other cities. Like, you know what we did? We fired a bunch of people, yeah. saved a bunch of money. I, I think word right. starts <laughs> to get around <laughs> about yeah. that. The Church of Lazlo. Hi. Yo. What are you doing? Oh, man, I'm... Uh, Reading through it, people are saying are the uh, the hardest pills in life to swallow, mm. the, the, the toughest thing you've had to accept as reality. Or at least, you know, examples of some of the toughest. I don't know if it's the toughest, but they put mm. them in order, which you know I love when they put them in order. Uh, so just to give you an example. Like, um, you know that feeling when you're all alone and kind of lonely and there's nobody around? Mm-hmm. That's how you're supposed to feel. Yeah, I've heard you. I feel like I've heard That's you said true. that before, right? That's true. Yeah. That's well, I mean, normal. Aaron Rodgers just went and did that uh, retreat, normal. right? To be totally alone. It's, it's a hard pill to swallow that that's how you're supposed to feel, but it also reminds you that when you don't have that, it's better. And why do you say that's how you're supposed to feel? Because it ultimately that's we how you're are coming alone. Out of the world, and that's right. how you go. Right. Okay. That's what I assume. Right. You mean and by so that. that is a normal feeling. Yeah. That is that on your own feeling. And some people just can't handle it. Yeah. Some people can't handle it. But once you realize, oh, this is. The human condition. Yeah. Once you strip it all away and realize it's a human condition, it does make you appreciate and two things. It makes you appreciate that you can do it. Yeah. 
You don't need someone next to you the entire time, right? And when there is someone next to you, you appreciate it more. Yeah, exactly. But that is a hard one to learn. Yeah. That thought. And who knows, by the way, what Aaron Rodgers was thinking when he's in But I saw that he came out of that this morning. I read that. I don't know when he came out of there. And I don't remember how long he was in there, but they were waiting for a, okay, I was thinking it was four days, waiting for a response. You know, what's uh, what's he going to say about football? But I was just thinking about myself, like if I went and sat in a room alone. I I think I could do it as long as I had a clock. I can't do time deprivation. No, but but I mean, you did the whole stripped it down, nobody really around when you lived in Seattle. Yeah. You have to do that yeah. in order to be well-rounded. Yeah, and I think those moments of, uh, even if it's something that you're doing, even if you're doing you know, a chore alone, mowing the lawn, cleaning the house, whatever it is, you learn as an, at some point as an adult, hopefully, that that can be therapeutic, and you've got to learn to be alone with yourself. And right, if there's, exactly. and, and if you don't like being alone with yourself, you've got to figure out why. Right. And start figuring that stuff out. So the examples that people gave, you're like, I know they'll start from the bottom. It also gives up. you a little bit more, it gives you uh, courage. Yes, exactly. Because you do know, like, if, you know, if you're in a relationship, you can leave. Yep. Like, I literally can leave. Some people can't because, well, what would I do without someone else here? Yep. Well, I know what I would do. Yeah. I know what it feels like. I know what it is. Yep. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I was just talking to this guy last night. He was kind of giving me his life story at the store about everything that had gone on with them. But, you know, he's got, he had kids when he was in his early 20s, and he was with this woman. And they ended up, you know, not staying together, but they've been very friendly to one another. But then he... He gets engaged, maybe even said married. I think he was married. And he had this great job, and he was making good money and all these things. And then COVID hit, lost his job. His uh, wife just left. He's like, I never got an answer why mm-hmm. she left. And um, he couldn't get another job in his field. So he was you know, burning through his uh, savings. And suddenly he's like, you know, he's, he's 40 years old, and he had to go live with his mom and figure mm-hmm. out how to start over. And now he's back in a better place. Sure. But he was saying the same thing. Once I learned about myself Exactly. And I had to remind myself, who was I before all of this? Exactly. Who was I before my, my kids and these women? And, you know, yeah. who am I really? You do. You have to strip it all down yeah. sometimes because it, it allows you to know what you can handle. Yep. So the first one on here is, uh, again, these are the, the hardest pills in life to swallow. It doesn't matter how old or sorry. It doesn't matter how fit you are. As you get older, your body will start to break yeah. down and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just, a, and I know I talked about this not that long ago, but it, for me, it's like when I get in the shower, I guess, or whatever, I'm looking at myself, I'm like, I just, like, my skin starts to look different. And I just think about, you know, like my dad when he was older, when he was, you know, really old, like, you know, in his late 70s or whatever, and his skin was so thin. And I know that right, happens yeah. as you get older. He'd barely nick himself and he'd start bleeding really yeah. bad. He my would dad would notice he was bleeding. Easily. Right. My dad needed Exactly. Like, Jesus, You're man. bleeding a lot. And right. like, what happened? And, and just to you know, get the bad bruises. Oh, all, all right. Yeah. Like, well. Yeah. I just start to see like, nothing oh. else. Get some paper towel. <laughs> right. Like, Do stop something. It. People like, are gonna think I attacked you. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the next one is the people you love will die sometimes that too sucks. soon, and the only thing that will come close to healing that wound is time. But you know what? Kind of like learning to be alone. Don't you think that losing someone, the the losing that first person that's really close in your life, I gotta think is. The hardest. I'm not saying it doesn't mean the other ones aren't incredibly difficult, but you, it, I learned when, with my father's death what I could handle a little bit, like what right. you're talking about. I was so scared of losing depends. my parents my whole life, especially my dad. My friends made fun of me for having an older dad. I was always worried that he was going to die because kids would joke around about it at school. Right. And uh, so, you know, when he finally did pass this thing that I'd feared forever, not only was I able to get through it, but I was able to help my mom through it and do those things. And Well, I mean, those that are the things. A, I, and I hear you, but I also think, you know, I don't know, man. You know, I don't even like to tell you about it, losing a kid or something. Right, that like, I don't. 
You know, that, that's something world. that your brain, I think, you know, through evolution or at least, you know, upbringing, we kind of plan for some of the stuff and we know it's coming even though we don't want to, right? But, you know, some of that stuff that's unexpected, you know. That would be hard. You are not supposed to bury your kid. No. You and you know, if you're young parent. and your parents pass, you know, like yeah. that's hard. You oh, know? yeah. The, you know, yeah. God, we, I remember a girl at school. We were in uh, ninth grade. And I'd grown up with this girl elementary school. We were friendly, but we weren't friends. Um, and she wasn't at school for a couple of days. And then she came back. And I'm like, what happened? You know, where, where have you been? No one warned me not to ask her right. this. Over the weekend, her parents had gone out for like a date night, and she got a babysitter, her and her brother, and her parents were in a car accident, oh, and she lost both I, of her parents. Yeah. How does one, uh, you know, even because you don't prepare for that. No. As a kid, you certainly don't prepare for that. That's why a, I say you have to get a divorce, people. It's like flying in separate planes. <laughs> right. right. Yes. Yes. Keep them the, separate. The, the, the possibility of me and my ex-wife getting in the same car crash, we would have to do it on purpose. <laughs> right. <laughs> to, hit each other. Exactly. Yes. Out of Pure rage. That's the only way it's ever going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the next hard pill to swallow is that you learn at some point that some people just want to watch the world burn. There are just people who don't care. Thank you. Okay. Well, Thank I mean, you. I saw that and I was like, well, I, mean, I do like watching documentaries about the world burning, I guess. I, I, if, you, if I could flip a switch and make things better, sure, I'd flip the switch. But are you saying I don't volunteer enough? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I get that. Am I going to turn to look at the accident? Yes, I do. Mm. I will admit... I do. And you get some uh, joy out of watching sometimes, it. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes right? I'm like, boy, I'm glad I'm not those people. Right. You know? Or you're like, yeah, look at that. Or everything is just mm, going down the toilet, huh? Some, I mean, I'm sometimes. involved. Look at that. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Honestly, was there a little bit of that when COVID hit for some people? I mean, I, I know right. that a lot of disasters, like that guy just told you he lost his job, but uh, there was plenty of people like that. But there was something, too, that was like, Nah, we're all just look at how together. horrible we are. We're just horrible. We kind of knew this, Can't but now we're just toilet hoarding paper. toilet paper, right? And we're all yelling at each other, right. and we're screwed. You know, right. we proved that. Uh, the next pill that's hard to swallow is uh, it says just because something is not your fault does not mean it's not your responsibility. Mm. Yeah, I mean, okay, okay, there's plenty of those. I hope that comes with adulthood a little bit. I don't yeah, know if there's a hard pill, like an example in your life that you, maybe I just haven't had that example, but uh, not everything in life will happen according to your plan. Yeah. I would guess that you learn that for most people pretty young. You know, it's so different. I was watching that uh, Murdoch documentary last night. I think it take more longer for other people. Yeah. Uh, especially if, if your family has money. You know what I mean? Well, and maybe things are, not. If you're like, you know, it's like, I'm going to get good grades. I'm going to go to college. Like, yeah. you know, it can take a while for it to be like, and then I'm going to get a job. Right. And I'm going to be a doctor. Yeah. And then Suddenly. maybe you do all that, and then it's like, and then I'm going to get mad or be happy. Like, oh, well, somewhere along the way, the plan gets taken from you. Right. I wasn't supposed to get divorced. Right. I wasn't going to be one of those people. I wasn't right. supposed to be unemployed, whatever it is. Exactly. I was watching that Murdoch. Well, I wasn't supposed to fail medical school. Exactly. Right? Like, I, I was supposed those, to get like the plan, My it, it, it all, it ends. Yeah. You know, life never goes exactly as planned. There's just some people, it ends at the first grade. Right. We're like, yo, I'm gonna get all A's. And they're like, you failed the first grade. And you're like, well, whew. time to start. <laughs> so I, make another plan. I, know, I know I'm only six, but <laughs> right. you gotta start another plan. Other people, yeah. it's med school when they gotta change yeah. it. Or, you know, I'm supposed to be retired. Like, it, but the Whatever plan changes, right? Yep. And the longer it goes according to plan, I'm guessing the harder it is to deal with it when it stops. Because I was watching that Murdoch thing, and I just, you're watching this right, family. Yeah, you failed the first grade, and, you know, like, here we are. Right. Like, well, what's your plan? Well, I ain't gonna be, I ain't being a doctor. Right, right. 
But suddenly, but but when you think growing up, and my dad was a lawyer, my grandfather, my great grandfather, I'm going to go to law school. You get into law school, next thing you know, you're kicked out for uh, right. cheating or whatever. You're and bad now at what? it, you don't like it. Right, or he's bad at it. You don't, like you don't it. even talk right. 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 This, this was this was my plan. I never really thought about it, but it was just right. always kind of maybe that's why there are some benefits to someone like me who, as the youngest of four. Um, and in a lot of other circumstances, my family didn't really have high hopes for me for, well, for you, you know a lot of different reasons. I think they were just and I, you know I overheard a conversation that my brother had with my mom. Hey, if you lower the bar alone, I didn't crawl over it. Yeah, I mean right, right. My, my brother was telling her he was just so happy that I wasn't couch surfing. He was so um, proud of me that I'd been able to stay employed. Mm-hmm. You know, and I asked my mom later. I was like, were you were you guys like talking about this when I was a kid? Were you worried? He's like, oh, we were all very worried, <laughs> very worried. I'm like, okay, I guess that makes a lot of sense. No one thought like, well, obviously he'll go to law school. Uh, the next pill that's hard to swallow is um, bad people do win frequently. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. You learn that at school, but then uh, maybe you hope that in school you're like, well, school sucks, kids suck, yeah, it's, it's not off. fair. But when I get older, adults will know better. Uh-uh. No. no, bad people will still win. Yeah. And not, not always. Not just bad people, but not always. Yeah, good no. people will win, but, but don't, you will like, watch don't bad think people like, win. oh, look, bad people won't win. Like, yeah. No, they will. They will. And also, um, You're like, Dang. D- dumb people will do well sometimes. Or, you know, the person who's not qualified or less qualified will get the job. Not just over you, but maybe over one of your peers or whatever. You'll sure. start to see that, and you go, oh, this is not really fair. I, I don't think it matters how much somebody tells you that, though. You still have to kind of experience it. Just like being a kid and growing up, you see sure. all the movies, people are getting divorced and going through all these terrible things. You're like, okay, but you don't actually understand what it means right. until you go through it yourself. Uh, the last two here, um, nobody is obligated to be in your life. Some relationships sure. or friendships are meant to be temporary. Appreciate the memories, but yeah. sometimes you got to let go and move on. True. Yeah. I remember in high school. By the way, like, oh, I don't think that's the hard pill to swallow. You don't? No. I think the hard pill to swallow is the other way. You, you are only meant to be temporary in someone's life. Yeah, yeah. That, when they do it to you, that's yeah. when you're like, oh, I thought we were, uh, yeah. I'm the temporary person for you. Yeah, and that can go with friendships, too. It's I always mean, like, look back on it and you say, like, you know, if I were to ask you how many girlfriends you had, mm-hmm. there's somebody back there that you didn't count. Yeah. That when they look back, they count you. Big time, yeah. Right? And so I always look at it that way, like, that's just the way it is. Right. And you're like, you didn't count me? Right. I loved you. <laughs> right. We what? lived together for a year. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I totally forgot about seemed that. Seemed like a weird yeah. thing. We were, I never really we wanted to be with you. You knew that, right? 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 Yeah. yeah. It's like if know, you... We were killing time, man. Like, but, yeah. you know, and you're like, no, this is a huge part of my life. Yeah. And with friends, too. If someone asks right. your group, okay, so if I say, you know, write on a piece of paper five of your closest friends, there's but, a good chance that if you go ask those five people... I might not put your name exactly. on that list. And I'm like, damn. And I think I thought as I was getting older and becoming an adult. You start to find that out at weddings. Yes, weddings uh, yeah. is a good place to find like, that what? out. What? And also when you're the one reaching out and you think, well, as long as I keep in touch, right. maybe I can be the glue that keeps us. But when they're not really getting back in touch with you, eventually you do have to come to terms with the fact that, no, 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 this isn't for lack of your trying. This is because they're done with you. Then the right. final one, uh, the final hard pill to swallow is sometimes things just change. It's nobody's fault. But they just change. And I think that covers, you know, just about everything from losing jobs to losing relationships. And it's also kind of the same as, you know, life doesn't care about your plans. Right. Which I love that line. That's from Knocked Up, right? When he's sitting there with his dad and he says, life doesn't care about your plans necessarily. And and that's true. Doesn't mean you shouldn't have one or that it's bad to have one. But just know. And I do think, and you're a father, so I don't know if this is the kind of conversation that you ever imagine having with your boys. But as they get older, like... 
you know, I, I kind of wish someone had told me at some point, like, hey, you know, uh, all those things that you think you're never going to be. You'll never go to jail. You'll never uh, get divorced. You'll never sure. you know, those things. If you screw up on one of those things, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily all bad now. It's not like, oh, you right. went no. from being good to now you're all These bad. These are all isolated are. situations. Yes. yes. Each thing, just take it for what it is individually. It right, exactly. doesn't mean like, well, now I have to act the way I am, no. which is a badass. So is you, you're saying, uh, I guess your hardest pill to swallow would be the, the, the being alone thing? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, I mean, I, I think there's good, good that comes from it, though. You know, sometimes you just because you swallow... It's a hard pill to swallow. You, you can learn from it. You can feel better because of it. But you know, yeah, once you're, you know, you're there alone, and you're like, oh no. And then once it hits you, like, oh, this is what it's supposed this, to be. This is it, right? It's just it's good. Me. And you're like, hey man, there's a person here I'm talking to. Who's better than what? <laughs> right? Yeah. Or you're like, yeah, ain't better than what I want. Yeah. I go back to that. <laughs> this guy needs some work. I like to go back to baseline. Yeah, yeah, right. I get it. For me, and I know this seems obvious, but I think mine would be that. Uh, it was a hard pill for me to swallow. It still is a hard pill for me to swallow that, you know, there are things about my youth that were better. Not all of it. I'm not even saying right. the truth, but there were things about being in my 20s that were just better that I can't get back. No, that's true. You, you know, whether it was just the uh, attitude of I've got time, I'll figure things out, sure. or the health, you know what I mean? Being able to go out till 3 a.m. and go to work the next morning at 8 a.m. if you had to. Right. I can't do those things anymore. I have to try and remind myself that it wasn't all better. Because I know no, that I was unhappy a lot of those times, and I was broke and all those things. But there is something to that where you go, you can try and just keep telling yourself, it's okay. You know, we joke around, comedians joke right. around about getting older. Ha ha, it's funny. But the truth is it comes from a little place of, like, fear <laughs> yeah, and pain. Of course, right? yeah, right. The Church of Laszlo. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Right, what's going on? I'm looking at TMZ, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a couple lottery stories. Uh, there was like uh, at least two billion dollar lotteries or whatever that we talked about in the news for mega millions. Maybe one was Powerball. I don't remember, but one of them was in California, and I think this was the the biggest um, lottery payout. The guy finally came forward to claim and he took the lump sum, which, by the way, the lump sum, because it, the ticket was for like $2.4 billion. They said the lump sum was 900 and some million. $997 million is okay. the lump sum. 
But it says um, there's a new headache for the winner of the largest jackpot in history. One man claims the winning ticket was stolen from him, and he's now filed a lawsuit. So according to the legal documents that were obtained by TMZ, Jose Rivera says he bought his lottery ticket from Joe's Service Center in uh, Altadena, California, on November 7th, the day before the, the $2 billion joint. Okay. He says a man by the name of Reggie, that's all it says, stole the ticket from him the Reggie, very day that he bought it. You son of a bitch. After the numbers were drawn, he Ugh. says that he calls Reggie and says, hey, Reggie. I want the ticket back. Give me a ticket, Reggie. You stole my ticket. Reggie says, it's not a winner. And Jose says, give it back to me anyway. So then, according to this, Reggie says, look, if I find it, I'll split it with you. If there's anything on it and I find it, I'll split it with you. But, of course, uh, that didn't happen. Jose says he, quote, refused to be blackmailed and reported the theft to the California lottery and law enforcement. So you fast forward to this month. This man comes forward named Edwin Castro. He was named the winner of the big prize. He took the lump sum, $997 million, says he had submitted uh, a claim from the California lottery. Or sorry, Jose says he submitted a claim form to the California lottery claiming the ticket had been stolen and asked for an investigation before paying the winnings. So I have no idea. I'm guessing they will go back and look at, the, at Joe's service station and see. Who bought can't it? Can't they see when it was printed? Won't well, they sure. know which one it is? Yeah. I've always thought, when you hear those stories, there was one actually not that long ago where someone was trying to get... It was, it was for like $24 million, still a lot of money. It was, I think it was $24 million. And they, it had gone through the washing machine, and it was like not legible. They just like that. It? Well, that was it. They were trying to see if they could redeem it. There was some issue. And you just hear those stories about right, something like that. Sure. Losing the ticket, trying to find it. You've got but the, even if you had it on camera, I mean, so if you had the washed one, right? Yeah. So they could figure it out that if it was you. But even if you had it on camera and this Edwin guy comes up, right? He could say like, yeah, I didn't buy it. Yeah. I found it. Right. That's not illegal. Right. How did, He exactly. said it was stolen. I, it was on the side of the road. Okay. I picked it up, right? Th- that's my thing. If he dropped it, there's no proof necessarily. Just because, like you said, that he bought right. it doesn't mean that he didn't give it to someone, that right. he didn't drop it somewhere. I got it as a gift from exactly. him. Exactly. Like, I was I don't buying know. lottery tickets for my buddies, and I right. don't know what Reggie's side of the story is. They don't say if he's said anything at all. I'm guessing that he probably hasn't. But I do know that Jose is saying that the, this Edwin guy who came forward to claim the prize his buddies, it sounds like, with Reggie, you know, that, that they know one another. But I've always thought it's weird, especially when you see the lotteries getting into these tens of millions, hundreds of millions. You go play, you know, I'll buy the tickets for whatever reason. I do the same right. thing where I don't normally play, and then when it gets to a billion, I'm like, everyone's talking about it. Right. So it's just it's in front of mind, and sure. I'll buy one. And I look at that thing, and I think, I know this thing's not worth anything. But if, right. it, if it were, if this were the winner, this is a weird way to hand someone a voucher for $2 billion. You would think that by now, yeah, it would be more secure. But I wonder if maybe I'm just being conspiratorial. There's, they've got to have ways to make it more secure. You, you you know, buy it on your phone. Totally buy it on your phone. We can gamble on our phone with an app. Why not do that? But then I think, you know, I wonder how much money they make, so to speak, each year from people who lose those tickets, don't claim prizes, don't know that they won. Yeah, probably a lot. I mean. You you've played uh, Powerball Mega Millions before, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, a few, uh, not a right. lot, not, not, not a lot. Often. You hear someone talking about it, that sort of thing. I think so. I literally did buy you guys tickets. I bought three tickets hmm. um, that first week that we were talking about it. No one won. I bought three tickets again. They were stuffed in my wallet, and honestly, I never went and checked the numbers. I forgot about it, and I never went and checked the numbers. But I held on to it for a while, thinking. If someone won a substantial amount of right. money, they'll say, well, there was also a $10 million winner in Kansas City, Missouri. Then I might check. But right. I, I don't even check. I don't even look at it. In my mind, it's like, 
you know, if someone wins, if they say, the only way I check it is that night they'd said, or the next morning, a winning ticket was sold, and it was sold in this city. That's right. when you check, right? Ooh, I, bet, I better look. Yeah, but it could even be, you know, just a little bit of money they wouldn't mention. Right. I've heard, like, the casinos just make a ton of money on, you know, those people receipts. leaving. No, yeah, and pe- those receipts and people not cashing in the 27 cents. Yeah. Like, those places are packed 24 right. hours, seven days a week. You're like, Yep. 72 cents and you throw the receipt away. Well, that's they don't give that to you. Right. It just stays I've heard with the them. same thing. I've heard I'm that's make part a of ton of money it. that way. Because it used to be, uh, when I first turned 21, or maybe you had to be 18, I don't remember. Oh, it was 18 if you were on the reservation, but it was 21 for the, the riverboat casinos, I guess. But remember, they still had the quarters coming out of the machine. Yeah. You put money in there and then actual quarters came out and you you know get a bucket of quarters. Yeah, that's they, why they give you the receipt now. Yeah, and when they got that receipt, I was like, this is... They're making they so much more money. Now. Cents. I'm like, what am I going to do with that? And when you're in Vegas and you walk around those casino floors, I mean, you'll see those receipts yeah, everywhere. everywhere. And sometimes they're for $3, $4, because that person's like, whatever, I'm done. I did see the last time I went to the casino, which I don't go very often, but the last time I went, it did say, like, um, it, like uh, some of the games had play what's left. So if you didn't have what to, to make another spin on it, right? Yeah. It played like a random game. And you could say, like, I have a 27 cents, I'll play this game. And if you want it, then it gave you, like, $2. You could play it again okay. until you had enough to spend. So uh, Okay. Like, instead of getting all the lines, we'll give you right. two lines, and we'll give you, right. you know, you can't well, win the Well, no, jackpot. this was, like, a completely different game. Just separate. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, uh, I think maybe, like, it was a wheel with a spinning thing. And it was, that. like, you know, you won a dollar. There you go. Now you can play. Or it was, like, you lost your 27 cents. That's interesting. That actually surprises me because usually it's, like, if you're at a – 75 cent machine or whatever, then maybe the cheapest bet is 75 cents. That might be right, the cheapest right, bet. Right, but and if I also thought, enough, I was like, oh, so give me a chance. I'm like, yeah, but that thing's probably like one in 700. Uh-huh. So like, let's just make sure because it's 27 cents. That's true, too. Right? You you know, know, instead of printing we had it out. enough people print that damn thing out that we didn't think would. That let's just go ahead and. Yep. That's know, exactly what it is. probably not the 27 cents, but if you're playing like a $5 spin yep. and it's $2, you just throw it away. Yep. You're like, exactly no, let's get right. that $2 they too. figured out how to let's get the get extra $2. They yep. did it. The Church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on? What could be more American than. Uh, a shooting, right? Okay, start with a shooting. Sure, okay. sure that's a news story. Uh, locally, at least, it's a news story, not always nationally. And then you, reporters go out to cover the shooting, right, for the local news outlets there. And while they're, you know, on scene covering the shooting, the shooter returns to the scene and shoots the reporters. It doesn't really get much more American nope, than that to me. Right. They ended up killing a young reporter. He was like 24 years old, uh, engaged. Um, Jesus Christ, you man. know, one of those people that you see on TV, just what you'd expect. A young person starting their career in TV but doesn't or whatever. doesn't even page you anymore, does and, it? Right. And he, he gets killed. The, the cameraman or, or boom mic guy, whatever he was, the producer, he was critically injured. I don't know how he's doing now, but he did make a statement to the police. But they, they did catch the guy, at least. But you know, they, they were literally there to report on this shooting, and then he came back yeah, while they were there and shot him. Twice in one day, the same Orlando neighborhood the scene of murder and mayhem. Authorities say a gunman opened fire at the same location just hours apart, killing at least three people and leaving two others in critical condition. Among those killed, Dylan Lyons, a 24-year-old journalist for Spectrum News 13 in Orlando. There are people here 
um, who knew that reporter who uh, his fiance uh, and I were just embracing. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. That woman who's brought to tears was reporting live. And from my understanding, she is from a competing network, right? Mm. Um, but I could be wrong. Maybe they worked at the same station. Right. But the way that they made it sound this morning was that she worked at a different station. She's now reporting on his shooting right? for a back different again. network. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Like she's talking about him and she's brought to tears because now someone who is doing the same job she does has been killed and someone else critically injured. Uh, again, like we were saying earlier, you know, I just uh, I'm to the point where I'm like, I don't know. I guess we're just. Okay, watching, I've been, I guess we're just watching I, the I just, world right, burn. I just, I'm, right. I mean, I no one wants to do anything. And jumped up and down for years, and yeah. you know, it is what it is. Like I, I, you know, I'll say it again. The gun debate in this country ended when we allowed a man to go into a school and kill children, not just children. Kindergartners, four, five, execute them, and nothing changed. Not one thing. Yep. Not one. Literally, not one thing. Well, not one thing. That, the debate was over. People said, oh, that's when the debate started. No, that's when the debate ended. Yeah. Like, if we're not going to do anything now, then when are we going to do something? We're not. Yeah. It is what it is. We're not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I hate to be a defeatist, and, and I know people get mad at me when I start talking about gun control. You know how I feel. I've been here long enough. But I, I don't know. What else? What literally else could happen? Well, I mean, look, and then you've got these states like mine that are saying, hey, uh, kids need to be allowed to bring guns to school to arm themselves. Of like, course. When that is the change that you're actually seeing? Right. That, right. I, I, then when I see a bulletproof story like that, backpacks. Right, bulletproof backpacks. The music teacher a gun. Like, okay. Maybe the we're kids not even, like, We're not school. even having a debate anymore. That's not debatable. That's not. That, to me, like, when you start going on those arguments, you're, you're arguing like a third grader. Right. Right, you really are. Right. I mean, like it's like that's not a, you this can't isn't believe a thing. this. Right, ju- it just doesn't make sense. You- right, you want the librarian to be strapped? That's what you want. Right, right, okay. Yeah, it's you know. So that's why I say it's not that I don't. Then you feel got a bad, bad librarian shooting it out with a good librarian. Like, come on, right. So it's over. It's over. The the idea that like, well, now if you want to be part of the public school, remember whether you're a teacher, administrator, or student. You have to take gun safety uh, training classes and be ready to be armed because mm-hmm. that's part of going to public schools here. That's yeah. what we're saying. Like, well, that's and because teenagers are so you know, yeah, rational. Right? Yeah, yeah. Th- they would only shoot a bad guy with a gun. Well, just rational human beings. Yeah, you know, they're not going to execute someone who didn't deserve it. Right. I don't even know. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, come on. Like, the, this is the problem. They say these dumb things, they draw me into just idiotic debates. Yeah. And they're, they're not worth having. You know that's not worth having. Yeah. You know giving every 15-year-old in in, uh, the, in your local high school a gun and having them go to school is, is clearly not the answer. Yeah. You know that. I know that. So whatever. Just say, just say it. Yeah. Just be like, my rights to have a gun are important in the assassination right, of others. five-year-old children. I've heard people not say... Not even others. Just five-year-old children. Like, that's it. You think, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not giving up my guns. I've heard well, it. Well, they killed 30 children in kindergarten. Are you ready to make any concessions? No. Yep. Well, then, here we are. That's no. it. I've li- Man, within the last month, I heard a guy say that on a podcast. His argument was, basically, it's the cost of freedom. The cost of being free. You know, this idea that America is this free country and every other, you know, Western European or Australia, whatever, those countries aren't right. actually free. You know, America is extra free, and the cost of being extra free mm-hmm. is that we get these guns. I'm like, what is so extra free about us, though, anyway? That's the other right. thing. What is freer here? And I'm not saying that there are, you know. And are you really? 
I mean, I'll ask you, and then we can just move on. But are you really more free right. when every time you go in the movie theater, you got to look for the exit because you might get murdered? Right. I'm not exactly sure that's freedom. Oh, how liberating. <laughs> right. And then what we do is we make another boogeyman and say... I can go anywhere I want. I mean, as long as somebody doesn't, you know, dress up like the Joker and kill me. Yeah. Okay. And then we make these boogeymen out of other countries. We'll say, look at China. They've got social credit scores over there. Ooh. And, you know, you get points against it. You better be good. I'm like, we do the same yeah. thing. My credit score went down for it's getting divorced. It's credit score. Right. We just right. call it a credit My score. My insurance is more. I pay more for insurance. Why? Because they say, because you're divorced. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that seems you're fair. You're a divorced guy. Probably your insurance out insurance goes up. Why? Because you're just driving around your wiener. Around. That's what they say. <laughs> they're like, oh, oh okay. okay. I guess. Right. Can I fight this? No. I'm like, I need to get a loan for something. Like, too bad. Yeah. Your credit sucks. Why? Well, you got divorced. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's going to make it harder than to pay some of these bills. I'm like, yep, yeah, and it's going to get worse. But yet we make these constant, you know, look at these other surveillance states. Edward Snowden already told us we live in a surveillance state. Right. And he had to flee, right? We, yeah. we already know that we're being spied on. So it's so free. So quit with that argument when it comes to the gun debate. Right. In Missouri, my state, they there was a proposed ban on children under the age of 18 carrying firearms in public without supervision. Wow, what a crazy idea. So if a 12-year-old was out in the streets with a gun, or, I don't know, a Chipotle, that would be illegal if they didn't have an adult around. That got voted yeah, down. No. Voted down. No. They, the Missouri legislature no. voted down this ban on children under the age of 18 carrying firearms in public without a supervisor. It wasn't even carrying. It's like, <laughs> I don't care if you have a supervisor. When I was 13, I couldn't drive as long as my dad was in the passenger seat. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, I mean, he's six years old, but his mom was sitting right, right there in the passenger seat. No. It's such insanity. I know. Somebody was like, hey, look, I'm not, you know, hey, I'm all, you know, a big 2 a but, you know, maybe the maybe the eight-year-old, if he has a gun, he should have a parent with him. And somebody's like... Right, a parent. I will take that out of his dead cold hands. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, what are you saying? And then they literally do that. Right, have you lost and, your mind? Right. And, and the other thing, too, is I'm old enough and you're old enough to remember. I mean, as a gun owner, I feel like I don't know, maybe I'm a little more aware of it than you were, but my older brother was uh, you know, into guns and, and hunting and right. still into guns. I remember all the gun laws being talked about. Hey, if you get in the car with the gun, you have to do this. Hey, you better unload it. The ammo needs to be somewhere else. If you cross state lines, you got to do this. People seem to have this idea that if we say... Kids under the age of 18 shouldn't be allowed to carry a gun in public. That if we make that law, that suddenly, you know, we're, we're, we're restricting gun rights that have existed forever. No, right. they didn't. No. There used to be rules against right, all this stuff. And what's weird is kids started getting shot and we just decided to ease up. Yeah. That was the, the response from the NRA and 2 ers And again, I'm a gun owner and, and I have gun owners in my family, but I can say I didn't need to take a gun with me in public when I was right. 14, 15, 16. And if I got pulled over, I should have gotten in trouble for having it, in my opinion, but I guess not. Honestly, I don't care if your parent's there or not. And then, I mean, let's be honest. It's nonsense, you know, whatever. Like, you're like, well, we need the guns because of an oppressive government. Right. Oh, you're oppressive government. You got a blue flag on the back of your car. Exactly. Saying respect the police. That's the oppressive government. You worship them. You don't fight them. You're just kissing their ass. Right. Pro death penalty. (laughs) We let the government decide who lives and dies, and we love the police who put those people in jail. But I need guns. You don't need guns. I'm fighting the government. To fight the government. You're not going to fight the government. Such a juxtaposition. Like, I don't understand. You're talking about fighting the government. You worship them. You say you don't. If people do fight the government. I mean, with the exception of that insurrection, people do fight the government, like in Ferguson. You're like, throw them on jail. Right, <laughs> like, like, right. Okay. It's... They actually took up arms against yeah. their oppressors. And you know, and now... like, these... You've seen all this... Mother. Right. <laughs> how dare they? Like, how dare they what? Have you well, seen this... You... Uh, 
think we should do I'm you know it's just, have you seen what Marjorie uh, three names has been saying lately about I, yeah, I missed it. this whole she, what she wants to do is she wants to secede right yeah. she wants Good. all the red states to secede but then, yes, me too. then she puts out an actual you know quote unquote, <laughs> she puts out a quote unquote plan keep in mind she's from a blue state she's yes. from Georgia right so she puts out a, a, a plan and explains how it's going to work basically we're going to secede but the government will still be responsible for protecting us oh, I'm like course. that's no. not how secession works <laughs> right, you. what are you talking about you be responsible and if it. you want to go take a plot of land somewhere and say we are seceding and we're going to be Republican and we'll see how it works by all means. I can't wait. By I'd love means. to watch it. Go for it. You know, right. when those guys were fighting in Alaska and saying, we don't want to be a part of this government. Well, you know what? Give them a sliver of it. Why not? It's a big old hunk of cold native there. I know it's valuable and it's probably a bunch of oil and stuff, but just give them a piece of it. Give right. them a piece of it and let them, let them do their thing. You know, instead of getting so worked up, I say, go ahead. Yeah. Let, let them have a, a little piece. Um, give them all North Dakota. Right. Give them if North really Dakota. Like, hey, if you really want your own country... And Marjorie is your president. Yep. You get North Dakota. Here you go. You guys can all move there. You're good. Yep. She's going to start it, and she's going to be your president. You're going to need a passport if you want to visit here, though. Right, yeah. You know, that's how it's going to work. Sure. And, and, of course, those people are like, you know, red state, blue state. Well, the problem is it's, it's not quite that simple because, you know, it's not like everyone in your state is Republican or everyone in your state is Democrat. The, it's just no, a, I know. The, the yeah, urban yeah, areas. You just be able to say, like, you know, hey, just split them up. Right, but if Missouri said we're going, you know, we're seceding, well, we'd have to move. I'd be like, okay, I'm moving over to Kansas, wherever I got to move. Right, we would have and, to move, and we'll see what well, happens. But Kansas, a lot of people right, are going to move, gonna, I mean, move to California or whatever. Illinois, I guess is close. Illinois, yeah, yeah, there you go. But suddenly, St. Louis and Kansas City just empty out. You know, the college yeah. campuses just empty out. You're like, yeah. okay, here you go. I mean, it would be quite an yeah. experiment to see. Maybe Chat GPT can, can tell it. us what would you happen. You could be like, "Hey, we know you're going to Mizzou. All your credits will be transferred to the fall. Like it's the same thing. Right? You went to Mizzou. Now you go to Illinois. Who cares? Yeah, right? yeah. You know, you went to Kansas. Now you go to Colorado. Shut up. Well, like it's whatever. Welcome you with open you know, like arms. It's, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass, but we're going to get through this. Right. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of super groups throughout history. Um, Monsters of Folk comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Monsters of Folk? Uh, well, the only Connor, reason Connor, Overs, Jim, James, M. Ward. Okay, maybe God. one more. Wow, you, you actually knew. No, I said it no, as a joke. We, we talked about it, yesterday. but it just happened to yeah. come up the other day. When we were looking up Connor Obers. but uh, you know this this seems like a pretty big uh, a supergroup if it's true. <laughs> traveling Wolberries, <laughs> traveling Wolberries, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, reportedly, Paul McCartney, possibly the greatest living songwriter, yes. has been playing with. Yes. Well, it's arguable, Lazo. Okay, arguable. okay, yeah, the it is. is. Yes. But I'm just, okay. I'm just saying, or, or, not saying okay. he is, but I'm saying arguably, possibly the greatest right. living songwriter well, is now. Okay. I'm just saying that yesterday I was bringing up, or the day before, I was bringing up Soft Rock, and you guys were like, I hate that ass. And if you go listen to Soft Rock, it ain't nothing but Wings records throughout <laughs> okay. the whole goddamn I do like thing. Wings. If they're counting I Wings. I love Wings. Yeah. If they yeah, talk about that's rock. not Soft Rock, silly love songs in a Soft Rock if song. You call that soft rock if it's in the documentary, well, I'll watch it. call it metal? It's a literal definition of Soft Rock. I thought it was pop, honestly. But it's Soft Rock. Well, well the, call the, me a fan, then. the rumor is McCartney and Mick Jagger. Like two faces on the cover of Soft Rock, the Allens. It's McCartney and Billy Joel. And <laughs> well, two Billy days Joel ago, you're like, sure, yeah. I don't like that stuff. I'm like, that's all you talk about. The bands that you were telling me I didn't know. Yeah, Air Supply and, and Dan Fogelberg. You didn't say Billy Joel. Dan Fogelberg, all those songs are all with Is Billy Joel in the documentary? Yes. Okay. All right. You're you always a woman. You, you should have led you with that. You are always a woman. I don't even know if that's a song. <laughs> McCartney is supposedly or has already worked with Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones and Ringo as well. Wow. It sounds like this is going to be the new 
Stones album, I guess, or Supergroup? I'm not sure. The Beatles and the Rolling Stones, the artist behind those two rock and roll institutions, might come together oh. on a new project. Variety reporting from multiple sources. Paul McCartney has already recorded bass for the Stones' upcoming album. Plus, Ringo is also expected to join the project. These recording sessions took place in recent weeks, although there is no official comment from the artist on any collaboration. The Stones have been teasing new music for quite a while. All right. Well, who was your favorite super oh, yeah, group of all Charlie time? Watts died. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. They, that made sense. When I thought, I was like, well, what are they going to use him for? Oh, yeah. Charlie I guess Watts I died. guess that makes sense. Yeah. What's your uh, favorite super group of all time? I do like Trapping Mulberries. We say super group, but it could just be artists that came together. Then Crooked that Vultures. Then That's a good Vultures one. Good. That's very cool. Temple of the Dog. That was a good album. I was going to say Temple of the Dog just because it's so iconic and it kind of led to Pearl Jam yeah. and introduced the world to Eddie Vedder. And then Crooked Vultures is great. That's that's a really good one, yeah. right? Think, uh, yeah. Let's see what super groups because um, that would be considered a super group. Anytime you, I think if you get someone from Led Zeppelin and anything, then yeah. it becomes a super group, yeah. right? Well, besides Allison Krauss. Uh, okay, <laughs> let's see. List of supergroups. Temple of the Dog is the is the first one I saw. Unless you're Cream, okay. Um, Mad Season. You love that Mad I Season. Know, like that Mad season. So that's, a good, that's one. a good one. More. Uh, I'm gonna say Traveling Wilburys. Uh, Velvet Revolver. I saw them. That was uh, oh, GNR you? with uh, what's his name, right? Uh, I can't think Scott of his name. Wyland. Scott Weiland. Yeah. yeah. I Audio saw them. Slave. Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Right. Rage with Chris Cornell. Right? Yeah. I feel like if they kept the same name, then you couldn't really count it. But they. They gave it a new name, and mm-hmm. it was obviously totally different. Uh, I didn't actually. I don't know that much about classic rock. I guess Chuck D. I didn't know that. Uh, oh, the Rock and Tours. There's the one. Rock and Tours, good one. Mm-hmm. But, you know that Boy. was really like it's Jack White, right? I mean that's yeah. Same with uh, yeah. yeah. Some of those, it's like Dead Weather, right? Yeah, yeah but at least then you got Allison. 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 Yeah, I mean the, I Allison feel like Allison. the Kills had. Well, a, you kind of have following. to say I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm fine with either one of those, but I just don't know if the Green Hornets or whatever they were or. Allison Moss yeah, was super. Was it Green Hornet? Right. It's Green something. I can't remember. Green Lanterns. Oh my God, Lazo! What? The obvious one that we just forgot. Chickenfoot. Oh, Sammy Hart. Hagar. Yeah. I mean, Chickenfoot. We must have seen Chad Smith on drums. We must have seen them five or six times together. Chickenfoot. Those tickets were a perfect circle. Tough to get. Perfect circle. There you go. Oh, Let's what about uh, Desert Sessions with? Um, that was Josh Homme and Twiggy, and who else was in that? I don't even remember that. Desert Sessions? Yeah, yeah I don't remember that. That's weird, because I'm definitely a Josh Homme fan. I love them Crooked Vultures, love Queens of the Stone Age. Des- oh, it was PJ Harvey and Josh Homme and Twiggy Ramirez. Oh, I don't remember that at all. You remember all. Desert Sessions? Oh, no, I'll send you you'll some. have to send that to me. That's, That's like good. finding something, you know. Is it good? It's really good. Okay, great. Uh, I'll send you Chicken Foot. Perfect. It'll be an even trade. Perfect. All right, we got to take a break? Yep. It's the Church of Laszlo! <laughs> It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder hornets. Corpies infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, doom scroll. All right. Well, earlier today we talked about that uh, biggest lottery payout of all time in California where the person is suing saying that the ticket was stolen and that was a two point something billion dollar. They took the cash payout. It was nine hundred and. Fifty-seven million. Well, we had the one point three billion dollar lottery winner, and uh, they have officially, I guess, uh, you know, come to get their money. But 
They've got an LLC. They've got lawyers, and they're remaining right. anonymous. So Laza will never get to know who won the $1.3 billion. The winner of that $1.3 billion Mega Millions jackpot has come forward to claim their prize. The winning ticket was bought last month at a gas station in Lebanon, Maine. But we may never know who it was because the winner has chosen to remain anonymous. <laughs> this person claimed the prize through an LLC, chose the cash payment, $723 million, according to a spokesperson. The winner is thoughtfully considering the best uses of the life-changing prize. Man, I can go public for sure. I want everyone to know. Boom. I mean... I'd be making it rain at the strip club. No, no, there is something to that. I'd be buying you guys cars. You guys are definitely getting cars. Big SUVs. I don't care what you want. You're getting Escalades or something like it. I love it. If you want the competitor, if you want a Lincoln Navigator or Infinity, whatever, I'll get it for you. But we're all getting big SUVs, boys. When you get those wheels that, that spin when you're not moving. You know what I'm well, talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. We're at the stoplight yeah. and they keep spinning. It's not mine to be red. They're spinning. You get red ones then. There you go. You get red ones. I will get you ones. I'll get you different colors for each day of the week if you want. If I get $954 million, I'll get you seven different giant SUVs that all have different mm. color spinning wheels so you can decide which one you want to drive that day. That's what I'd do. And I'd go public. You know why? Because I'm generous and I want to know if people need my help. I mean, what am I going to do with a billion dollars? I'll help people. You need cash? I can't. I can no longer You're say to be famous. The guy who comes up to me and says, okay, man, can you help me out? I'm $3 short on the bus fare. I'm like, Pfft. Have $4. That'll be me. <laughs> Seriously. I'm not going to be saying no to people it. anymore. I love it. I'll have cash. I never have cash anymore. You know? You have cash like a couple times a month maybe if you buy some drugs and the rest of the time you never have cash. Well, I have cash have all now. the time. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I, if I want, I'd have cash all the time. Oh, I Wouldn't thought you were cool? you'd never have cash. No. Like That's the only time you have cash is when you buy drugs. Right. No. I, if I won the lottery, I'd carry cash all the time so I could be that guy where someone's like, oh, man, my kid's baseball sign up. I forgot. I need 60 mm. bucks. He'd be like, here, dude. You're 60. Take it. I've got you. Yeah, I definitely go public. Alec Murdaugh, he uh, is on trial for murdering his wife and son, mm-hmm. and he took the stand today. Usually, lawyers will tell their clients not to take the stand in their own defense, especially for something like a you know capital murder charge. But he is a lawyer himself from a very prestigious uh, lineage sure. of lawyers in South Carolina, and I guess you know he and his lawyers must have decided this was the best course of action. So he took the stand. Mr. Murray, on June seventh, twenty twenty-one, did you take this gun or any gun like it and shoot your son Paul in the chest in the feed room at your property off Moselle Road? No, I did not. And what do they expect? Murray, like. <laughs> Did you take this one? Wait, that's what we're talking about? Oh, I did that. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. I thought this. Could you speak up? Did I do what now? What was the next one? Oh, my wife? Nope, nope, didn't kill her either. Mr. Murdy, did you take this gun or any gun like it and blow your son's brains out on June 7th or any day or any time? No, I did not. So what the strategy seems to be is we're yeah. going to show you how ridiculous it would be for Blow a father to, to kill his son. Because Paul, when they found him, his head Blow was basically his brains out. His I head mean, was basically gone. No. R- right. It's like, did you kill him? No. They did you blow his out. brains out? Not no. Out. No, no, no. I mean, away, I would say. I away. Pref- I, I blew him away. CPR. Uh, it seems that, that that's their, their strategy. Is we'll, We're going to talk about how gruesome this crime is to try and create reasonable doubt in the jurors' minds that a parent could inflict such damage to their own loved mm-hmm. ones, right? Yeah. Is it going to work? I don't know. Look, man, the guy looks like pretty pretty damn guilty. The Netflix documentary isn't helping. By the way, at the end of the Netflix documentary, the way it ends, and this is not a spoiler or anything, it's just a little uh, thing at the end, 
you hear the phone ringing in prison. You know, this is a call from an inmate at whatever. And I thought, oh, is Alec Murdoch going to do an interview for this? But it's not. It's a call with him, and I think it's probably Buster. And they're like, hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, that's right. And he says, listen, is uh, have you heard anything? Is Netflix doing something about this whole thing? And that's how they end it because I guess okay. he must have heard that they were you know, doing this Got documentary. It. Which, by the way, there's been Netflix. There was the Discovery documentary, which I think might have come out first. There was the HBO one. Which I, I get them all confused now. Lazo, you never watched any of them, right? You didn't watch the I HBO one? Any of them. Snow Cone, did you? I have not. It's so weird. You know, it's like my, my girlfriend keeps talking about how, you know, we love true crime. Why am I not more interested in the story? I am interested, but it's almost like it's too much. Hmm. And it's, you know what I mean? With the Idaho thing, it was like, who did it? Right. Right. You had this right. kind of mystery. Then it's like, all right, who is this guy? Why did he do it? Uh, how long was he stalking his victims? That sort of thing. With this, it seems. Pretty cut and dry that he killed his wife and uh, son. He just said he but didn't. I know he said he didn't. Mm, Sorry. Yeah. Seems gosh, to me like, like you don't even listen. <laughs> I know you're right. You're right. He I asked him. I'm bad under at comprehension. Oath. I have a comprehension. He said, "Did problem. you do that?" And he said, "No." Right. Well, so, then, what more do you want? Right. You can't. You're right. You're right. He obviously he didn't, but his life was falling apart around him. It would seem. And if you've been like a lot of people and said, "I don't know," I know a little bit about the story too much. I will say the Netflix documentary pretty much sums all of it up and it does a good job it doesn't feel like it's very long at all it's only all right. a few episodes i'll watch it another unruly passenger on an airplane this time american airlines and it was a woman and she gets drunk now we've all known people or we are people who have bad drunk alter egos sure. we've done things when we're drunk that we're not proud of um, maybe they even give you an alter ego nickname but what you don't want to be is the drunk person who is taking a short flight and you stand up in the middle of the row, start screaming and shouting, and then trying to break into the cockpit. Nope. Now, I mean, I saw images of this woman. This That's not what you woman. want. She doesn't look like the type who you would expect when you get on the plane, like, this woman might try and beat that door down. Although, over the course of the last couple of years with all the Karen videos, yeah, true. maybe we should start thinking like right. that more. Like, if anyone's going to make us divert, it's going to be this white lady who just got on the plane? Yeah. She's had a couple drinks. But the thing is, she's trying to bust into the cockpit, which means when they call the police on the ground, they're like, "Hey, not only is she unruly, she's trying to get into the cockpit." Which means that when we land, the FBI has to arrest her immediately. This morning, the FBI investigating an unruly passenger who allegedly tried getting into the cockpit mid-flight. Subject is currently loose in the cabin, loose in the cabin, and tried to breach the cockpit, being somewhat restrained by the flight crew and other passengers. As soon as that lands, we need to get in the plane and restrain. Think about all the times you've woken up the next day and gone, oh, man, what did I do yesterday? You spent way too much money buying 100 pizzas from Domino's for everybody. You right. bought a $300 jersey at the stadium on a whim when you're totally broke. You have pictures of people that you don't remember meeting the day before. But what you don't want is to wake up in FBI custody. No. And you say, what happened? And they're like, you tried to get into the cockpit of an airplane, ma'am. I assume that means... She's going to be on a no-fly list? I thought it was in a toilet. <laughs> right. That's what you got to say, right? I mean, I don't know what Who she was screaming up there. I get real scared sometimes. I had diarrhea. Also, okay, so you get drunk. What do you think it was, was going through her head that made her want to get in the cockpit? Was she paranoid that something was going on? Did she think it was, it was just that? Like, I, if I, that would have happened to me, I'd be like, well, I know what happened. Yeah, I guess it just depends if they have audio confused. and video of what she was saying. Horrible. FBI custody. Did you ever see that thing that I think it was on Vice where they did uh, you know party stories and it, it was celebrities each one and they would animate these celebrities rock stars oh, movers, talking about you know crazy I, I would like to. I think you would oh, like the it. Mike Judge one. 
Uh, was it Mike Judge? No, no, no. Mike Judge thing was about old country music okay. stars. Yeah, no. Well, this he, he Mike, did like funk too, though. Yeah, he did funk yeah. too. Yeah, no. This was separate. This was on Vice. I think that was on Cinemax. What you're talking about? Okay. This was on Vice. I remember one with Chris Pontius. He said that he was. I think he was filming Wild Boys in Australia with Stevo. They got in. They got drunk. They got in some sort of trouble, and he woke up in a jail cell. And when he wakes up, he calls the guard over. He's like, you know, hey. And he's like, you know, what, what happened? And the guard's like, you don't know what you did, Mike? And he's like, no. He's like, oh. And the guard tells him, you're in trouble, big, big trouble, because you got drunk last night and started fondling 14-year-old girls. No. And he's like, oh, my God. And then the, the uh, warden or the, the jail cell guy is like, uh, just kidding. You just got public drunkenness. We're getting ready to let you go. <laughs> that, can you imagine? Oh you wake up to that? Talk about the worst feeling and then the best feeling right, yeah. all at once. Uh, after school, Satan Club. I know. Wait, what's the best feeling and what's the worst feeling? The worst feeling is when I want to make sure you clarify. The best feeling is when you realize you would never do such a thing, even your alter ego. Uh, the after school Satan Club. When I was a kid, you had the after school chess club, after school pray around the flag club. We had some club that was numbers. I think it was three, pray two, one, or one. Club. Yeah, we had a pray around the flag. We're gonna pray around, pray the, around flag. the flag. Yeah, they would do pray around the flag. We're gonna pray around the flag today. They did that when? After school. You know, come pray At around high the flag. School? If you were a Christian kid, you could go pray around the flag. It was and like, it might how been, long did it take? I never went. I don't know. And what did was. you pray for? I don't know. Like what the flag or like the never, United States? I think they prayed for the country probably. Yeah, probably something like that. I didn't know a lot about Christian nationalism at the time or I might have been a little more concerned. But we had those Christian clubs. And you know the Church of Satan, um, they probably aren't a big fan of these Christian clubs being associated with public schools. Yeah. So they've started a uh, after-school Satan club. Mm-hmm. And some parents in Pennsylvania found out. Now, the crazy thing is, in the local news report up there, the woman who is the most angry, she wrote a letter, she contacted the local news. Her kid doesn't even go to public school. Her kid goes to a private school. But she's like, well, I'm just worried for the people who can't afford private course, schools. It's always you're worried for somebody yes. else. Marjorie Cologne tells us she couldn't believe it when she heard After School Satan Club had been approved at Saucon <laughs> Valley Middle School. And I thought that it was satire. I thought that it was a joke. But we talked with the national campaign director at the Satanic Temple. She says it's anything but a joke. We are ran by the Satanic Temple. And we are, um, you know, the club is brought to you by uh, your local friendly, self-identified, non-theistic Satanist. June Everett says the Satanic Temple doesn't believe in the same Satan that Christians do. Although the Christian majority in this country uh, does believe that Satan is a different symbol to us, we do not view Satan as evil. We do not view Satan as as trying to you know wreak havoc on communities and do do terrible things. If we don't Satan speak is up good. for Satan this type pal. of outlandish. <laughs> disregard to those of us who do have judeo-christian values then what is it going to stop i am so sick of hearing that Mm. it's constant you can't go one day without someone saying this country was founded on judeo-christian values what about our judeo-christian values what about your judeo-christian values which one are you by the way and how are those two things the same anyway they're not even the same (laughs) you don't mean the first part right you don't mean the first part you only added that because of world war ii and you're like (laughs) okay we better not you know, cut the Jews right. out because that'd be bad. Just, just stop. And, and how can you, when she said, "I thought it was parody" or whatever she said, satire, satire. It is, ma'am. Yeah, it is. I, right. I, it I is. mean, you were right. right. I, I don't know if you followed through. Yes, they are doing this. <laughs> They're doing it to expose you, and you just exposed yourself. Right. You course. are exactly what they want people to be made aware of, and your kid doesn't even go to public school. That's what Lazo talks about all the time. Yeah. It's never you. You're never, never hurt. 
It's oh, uh, you're worried about someone else being censorship. hurt. Censorship. People can't say these words. Right. It'll hurt them. It'll hurt, not me. Not me. I mean, I, I can handle it. it might hurt somebody Snow else. Snow over there is fragile little heart. <laughs> right. Mm. That might explode. What about the mm, What about the two yeah. year olds? They They're starting to talk. This could ruin them. And Lazo, I meant to tell you about this. I I mentioned it, but I never gave you the story because I know you're interested. The cure for HIV. How long has it been now? Forty some years. Right? Okay. I mean, when, when when was the? What, did they call it the AIDS panic in the eighties? What did they call it? When Reagan, you know, was saying not to worry, and they were calling it gay cancer and all those things, right. and they thought it was contagious if you got close to someone. That was probably mid to late eighties. I know I watched that. HBO show with Mark Ruffalo about it, but it's been a while. But they've obviously come a long way with treatments, and we now have meds that can not only keep you alive, but they have meds that can help prevent you from uh, transmitting it, prevent you from catching it, and also they can... So June 5th, 1981, the U.S. Center for 81. Disease Control publishes an article describes a case of a rare lung infection. That's so where it starts. 42 years it's been, right? And now, they I mean, I really think they might have a cure. They've cured now the fifth person... HIV with this stem cell treatment that's still experimental. Researchers say a fifth person has been cured of HIV after a high-risk stem cell transplant. The findings were published in the journal Nature after a 53-year-old man in Germany showed no detectable virus in his body after stopping his HIV medications for more than four years. It's four worth years. noting that this patient joins a small group of people who have been said to be cured of HIV under extreme circumstances. By the way, imagine being the guy who has HIV, you're in your 50s, you're in Germany, you've got access to healthcare. We have meds now, like I said, that can keep you alive and, and keep your viral count so low, oftentimes it can't even be detected. Mm-hmm. So you know that you have access to that. And someone says, we really want to try this experimental thing, but it means you're going to have to get off your meds completely. And that person says, I'll do it. I got to think, and maybe it's glass half full, right. but I don't think that was a selfish act on his part. I, I like to think that that person, those people yeah, who did that sure. said, I'm going to do it. I'll do it. If this could cure right. people of HIV, and I think sure. that's a a heroic thing in Absolutely a way it is. That, that we should be you know, thankful that people like that exist because I don't know if I would do it. If I was HIV positive and my meds were keeping me healthy and I had access to that, they said, all right, Lazo, you know, I know you're healthy and all because you got your meds. But well, would I take you off the meds? Sure. <laughs> take me off yeah, the meds. Yeah. We want to take well, yeah, Slim right, off Lazo, the meds. Will you take Slim it's off ultimate, the meds? Of course I will. <laughs> it's Lazo's decision. <laughs> the church shot Lazlo. I apologize. People on Twitch want to know because I mentioned earlier that they're remaking a movie and then I never told you what it was. Oh, one yeah, of the, right. One of the greatest movies of all time, and they're remaking it with one of your favorite actors of all time. The movie, of course, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh. And it has been... Well, hold on. It's it's arguably the greatest comedy. Okay. What kind of plastic you carry? I've got a Visa and a gasoline card. Well, I've got a Neiman Marcus card in case we want to buy a gift for someone. What have you got? Chalmers Big and Tall Man Shop. <laughs> It's a seven-outlet chain in the Pacific Northwest. Why, why the laugh? Great stuff. <laughs> why the laugh? Because it's no good here. It's so funny. Great stuff, but it does absolutely no good here. First of all, I'd like to point out, they already remade this movie. It was called Due Date or something with Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. They didn't call it a remake, but it was the same movie. But now uh, Will Smith and Kevin Hart have uh, come together, and they're going to remake Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So I would assume that Will Smith is going to play Steve Martin's part, and Kevin Hart will be John Candy. I could be wrong. You know, maybe it's the other way around. I don't know. Now, I know Will Smith, you know, his perception has changed a little bit after he assaulted Chris Rock on TV in front of all those people. So I don't know. Right. He used to be one of your favorites. I don't know if he's probably still one of your favorites anymore. Mm. You like him enough that you'll go see Bad Boys when it comes out for sure. This is just my guess. But you don't, 
revere him quite the way that you used to back in the day sure. when you thought he was one of the greats, like one of the American greats. Now he's kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Le- left a sour taste in my it, mouth. It did. It did. But look, I mean, obviously it hurt him too. He's doing planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> like, you're not, not where he wanted to be. Uh, yeah, they don't need to remake that. But they're going to. Oh, and earlier you said something about, the when we're talking about the lottery tickets, what if someone dropped the lottery ticket and you picked it up? Huh. Then is that stolen, right? Did you see this news story about the guy who picked up the bag of stolen chips and went to jail? No. Okay, so it's at a gas station in Memphis. Someone goes in, and you, there's security footage. You can see it. They grab one of those cardboard displays of mini Doritos bags, right? Mm-hmm. Like Cool Ranch and Nacho Cheese, whatever. They We're pick aware up, of the flavors. Yeah, they pick them up. I'm saying it's got <laughs> them all. We live in the same world as you know. I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, this wasn't know. just like one flavor. <laughs> we can pick them like the purple bag. We <laughs> get saying, it. We know. I'm, I'm saying this yeah, had I'm them all. I'm just saying you don't have to. We don't understand. Like it's a Dorito <laughs> display. We know. So he picks it up, carries it out. Uh, you know, and this thing's tumbling over. And, and, and is that a gas station? Yep. Opens it like pumps with gas in it. <laughs> yeah, the pumps are filling up their cars. Right. Yep. Okay, got yep. it. Opens the back door of a clear now. Opens the back door of a sedan. Shoves this thing in the back door sedan. That's what a sedan is. Right, yeah. okay, shoves yeah. the <laughs> shoves the shoves the thing in the back seat, and as he's doing it, a couple bags fall on the ground. Right, uh-huh. you know, he's in a rush. He wants to get out of there. I mean, this guy could be facing some pretty serious time. Yeah, sure. So another guy is behind him. This dude's in his mid thirties. He sees the dude drop the bags. I mean, it does look like he sees him drop the bags. He grabs a couple of them off the ground and goes across the street and eats them. Police find him with nacho cheese on his fingers yeah. and on his mouth. And they're like, you're going to prison. And his mom is like, I think going to prison seems a little harsh for picking up a travel size bag of Doritos off the ground. You be the judge. You're released on your own recognizance, so after you're done here, you're going to get out. 36-year-old Joseph Brassweld was arrested on one count of theft of less than $1,000 after Memphis police say he ate two bags of chips worth less than $5 (laughs) that someone else stole from the store. When well, officers no, arrived, true, they actually. say they found Brasswell across the street with crumbs on his face. They found him across the street yeah. with crumbs on his face. There's the evidence. They brought in CSI. And like they, you know, they have to do some sort of a test to make sure that it is either nacho cheese or cool ranch. It right. is. And they're like, you're going to prison. Well, the first cops who showed up have never heard of these Dorito things. Right. They're like, what are they're they unaware. now? Tortilla right. chips? Wait, are they flavored tortilla chips? Okay. Yeah. What, 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 what are we working with? What do, you see, what do you mean it would leave crumbs on your face? What are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Is this a pastry of some sort? So I'm sure there's a lot of confusion there. Once right. they get that figured out and they bring in the experts. Right, to find a gas station first. Yeah, they got to find what, what is a gas station? <laughs> what do you use that for? <laughs> Once they show up, they get this guy with the nacho cheese on his lips. They arrest him. I mean, you heard at the beginning, that is a judge talking to a guy in a prison jumpsuit. Really? And he's saying, you're going to now be released on your own recognizance the guy was cuffed in a jumpsuit for eating a bag of mini doritos off the ground well don't minimize it mini bag of doritos that he stole well he he says he didn't steal them no i did steal them he picked them up off the ground that someone else dropped which is kind of what you were talking about earlier he didn't pay for them but he saw they were stolen but he he didn't well that's the argument did he see that they were stolen now there seems to be some debate there I think he saw that they were being stolen. I think he knew that they were being stolen. But his I mom's saying, look, he's not the one who stole them. He picked them up off the ground. You literally a 36-year-old man. Why are we talking to his mother? Well, you know, because what happens when you go to prison? You call your mom, right? If your mom's around, you call he's your mom. 36. Yeah. If you went to prison, you'd tell your mom. If you were in prison tonight, you would definitely call your mom. And your mom would probably be trying to figure out how to get a lawyer, make sure that you were okay. If your sure. dad was still around, you would have called your dad. But I, I don't, you know, I don't know if she needs to talk to the press. Well, this is a ridiculous story. The guy got arrested and put in a jumpsuit and went to jail for eating a fun-sized bag of Doritos. Well, two bags, okay. 
theft yeah. less yeah, than five dollars. I just watched the, the Alec Murdoch <clears throat> thing. Paul wrecks a boat. Someone dies, and he just goes home and sits and waits for his court date for two years. This guy picks up a bag of chips. They come across the street, say they found evidence on his face. Yeah. Literally, they found the nacho cheese crumbs on his yeah, face, yeah. And, and they arrest him. Okay. You think they would have done it if he was a white guy? You think they would have put him in a jumpsuit, put him in prison? I think a white guy would have done that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect place to end that. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right, you good? I'm good. Uh, someone on Twitch, while you were out smoking, mentioned this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, this would be just a phenomenal way to end the show. Um, it is the... Worst places, the 10 worst places specifically. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. To have to go to the bathroom. You know, really go. This is the 10. In, in your pants. 10 worst places to have to is that in it? go poop. Well, let's take a look here and see if you agree. Because number 10 is work, which is why this came up, because someone made a mess of the bathroom. We were talking about it off the air, but people heard us talking about it on Twitch. And uh, they say work. Now, work, I know a lot of people hate going to the bathroom at work. I got better with it, you know, with age or better at it with age, a little more comfortable, kind of like going at school, you know. To me, going at school is probably the worst in public school. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, I always felt like, you know, work is obviously kind of like school for adults. So that did transfer a little bit. But after a while, I became a little more comfortable. Like, look, eventually it's going to have to happen. But that's number 10. It's like they're saying it's the worst. Number nine is a bar. Bar's not good. That's not good. Also, you know, depending on the bar, it can be a lot worse. But generally speaking, a bar is bad. Go home. I I would say uh, one of the worst experiences of my life was when I had to go and I was at that bar that's no longer open that had no doors on the bathroom. Do you remember that? Mm, Right room. Yeah, they took the doors off the stall. That's bad. So I got sick. I got sick. And then I had to, like, run from there back to my apartment. I ended up being sick for, like, a day and a half. But, yeah, I had... Like it was either in my pants, which I considered strongly yeah, why considered, not? Just go in your pants or, and go home. or just go there. But I went there as fast as I could, and I ran out and ran and got in a cab and went to my apartment. I live close by, luckily. But yeah, I had to do that one time. That was really bad. Number eight is amusement parks. Now I would argue that a bar is worse than an amusement park. I would say so. But they say amusement parks. I you know I guess I amusement mean, park is bad, man. There's so many people going in and out. Yeah, and- yeah. Just feels like you're just stepping in pee when you walk in there. Like I don't know that I've gone to an amusement park. I don't think I ever I'm, have. I mean, I don't know if I have, but I'm, I mean, I might have. You I know? don't remember it, but I know the amusement park bathrooms are horrifying. Yeah, I don't. That's the other thing I'm trying to think. I don't know that much about different amusement parks. Uh, I, I went to Disney World, but I don't remember what the bathrooms like. I assume they're not bad. I would think that they'd be better than a bar. <laughs> thousands and thousands of people. I get what in. you're saying. So many people and just, you, like, know, you know, there's no way to keep a it concert, clean. Like, yeah. Uh, number seven is a rest stop. Rest stops are bad. They are well, pretty bad. Know. Not why. Well, I mean, it depends on the state you're in. Some states have really nice rest stops. Like Florida has really nice rest stops. Yeah, I don't know. Missouri's are pretty bad. Are they? Oh, yeah. And uh, I was thinking like those ones that you drive by, it's got like the park outside. Right, like in Florida. I think Georgia has them too. They're pretty nice, right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess it depends on the state. I think actually Kansas is decent. I've driven to Colorado a few times over the years, and I feel like uh, Kansas is okay. Missouri's pretty bad. Also, there's the rest stop that's on the side of the highway. Sometimes those aren't terrible, sometimes they're actually pretty nice. To me, more specifically, are those rest stops like at a camping spot? You know, like if you go 
I don't know, take your dogs to the park if you're going, uh, I, you know, they say hike, but a, a walk on a trail or whatever, mm-hmm. you have to use one of those, that's usually pretty bad, at least my experience. Stadiums is number six. Stadiums, stadiums are bad. Stadiums are bad, and when I was a kid, stadiums were bad whether you were going number one or number two, because it used to be the stadiums had the trough in the men's room. Yeah, well, that yeah. doesn't bother me peeing. Oh, as a kid, I didn't understand what was happening. There's all these people, you know, you're, you're barely able to reach the trough. I remember not being able to go. My dad said, you know, son, you got nervous kidney. It's okay. I didn't know what that meant until I was older. Yeah. But I just thought it was weird. Like, why can't we at least get a partial wall? Why are we all standing here peeing in this bathtub together? I guess it must have just <laughs> saved money. I know. And they were like, hey, well, these well, dudes well, don't well. care. Yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, as far as actually sitting on the toilet, I don't think I've done that at a stadium yet. Knock on wood. I th- I'm usually pretty careful, and I don't think I've had to do it. But... It sounds bad. I've certainly been in there. I go in the yeah. restroom, so I know how bad it would be. Number five is your girlfriend's parents' house or your wife's yeah. parents' yeah. house. <laughs> yeah. The worst. That's bad. We've heard some stories. The worst. That's, that's a pretty good one about that. Oh, uh, the worst. I mean, it also <laughs> depends. Not only are you at your girlfriend's or your or your wife's parents' house, but uh, Wasn't hers where like is the off bathroom? the bathroom? Yeah, off the kitchen. Or off the kitchen, rather. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. had one bathroom, and it was off the kitchen. Oh, Like God. right next to the dinner table. <laughs> so everyone's eating. you got to go. You're like, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows there's there. no lock on the door. Oh. Just a fish hook. Right, that was the <laughs> lock. One of those fish God. hook things? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you... then you're not allowed to flush toilet paper down there. Uh, it's like being at a it resort and something. Or something. You're like, park. my God. God. That's, I mean, I think at that in that scenario, you say, I got to run to the gas station real quick to get something. Is that what you would do sometimes? Like, I need to run. I got to run to the convenience store. I forgot a couple things. And do that, I would think. I don't know. I mean, that sounds bad. Go well, in I don't know, run outside to die. <laughs> right. I'll just kill I myself. To die. I ended up here. <laughs> I did the things that people told me I was supposed to do. Right. This is what I'm doing there right I now. I am. Yeah. Number four is elementary schools. Elementary yeah. school is bad. You think back to elementary school. You know, you did try and avoid that for sure. Now, there were the prankster kids who seemed to, you know, not mine, and they'd Poop yeah. on the floor, poop in the urinals. I don't know who those kids were. Never caught them in action, but someone was doing it. Gremlins. Yeah, I guess so. But, uh, yeah, I definitely tried to avoid that. Man, I bet in all six years or how many years, seven years that you're in elementary school, I might have only done it two or three times the whole time I was there. I mean, you really try to avoid that. I, can't, I don't remember it. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't think I did. I remember candlelighting. And I had to go, and I had candle lighting. Yeah, we had something called candle lighting. I don't know if it was for that was candle lighting. Maybe it was for Jesus, or someone died, or what something. The hell, I don't when did you grow up? Uh, it's like prayer circles for the flag and candle lighting for Jesus while you poop. I don't know if it was for Jesus. <laughs> I don't remember why we were doing. It. We had candles though. And we were doing this candle lighting. We were dressed up, and uh, I was like, I have to go. You know, like this is horrible. This is my worst fear. But I knew I wasn't going to make it, so I ran and I pooped in my khakis on the way to the <laughs> bathroom. And uh, then I had to go tell Miss Bodecker that I had to go home. It was horrible. It was one of the worst days of my life. I can't but imagine. I think that was that might have been the first and last time I, I still went. Still don't know what lighting is. I don't either. I'd have to ask someone that has a memory. I'll text Chael and see if he remembers. Number three, plain like we. Candle lighting? Yeah. What like you told me like that was something, you know, with, I don't know. What is hot it? Hot wax and sounds sexual. You, But that's a, that's not a familiar term to you, candle lighting? No. Okay. See, that's just something that I remember doing. I think we did it. I think, they, yeah, we did it in high school, too. We, I, What the hell were we doing? I don't remember what it was did for. We had candles? We had candles with the did little things them? on them. Yeah, but what was it for? I don't know. Maybe it was for Christmas? That seems odd, though, that you would do that at public school. I really don't remember. Uh, number three is a plane, train, or automobile. I would say I would think that plane is near the top. 
just because of the embarrassment of that door being right there next to those well, people. How do you poo in an automobile? Well, it says uh, in boats too, so I don't know what the auto, what that automobile. I've seen a boat with a bathroom, an, R- an, RV, an RV. I, an RV, I'm guessing they're talking about a motorhome, something like that. Uh, boats usually they tell you no, no number two. They usually tell you don't even go if it, you know, if it's a yacht. I'm sure it's a little different. Right. But your dad had a boat, right? Did it have one yeah. of those little bathrooms? Yeah, I don't know how you got in. No there. one used it, right? It's like no, you don't even use it. My, I like had like I was a little cat. I'm like no one could fit in there. No, like, you literally. like you crouch down. Like when my kids are like, little. I'm like I don't know how you would get in there and use it. It's just right. A thing they have so you can say it? It's but weird. Yeah, I guess so. It's a selling point. Yeah, it's got a toilet. But I don't know. No one uses it. Maybe those. you could pee in it. Yeah, but you can But I'm like, I just, I'm in the, the ocean. ocean. Right, just get in the water for a right. second. Uh, number two is the beach. Now, I don't know exactly. I was trying to think about being at the beach and having you, to go. I, I don't... Are there like, like, like a porta potty Well, it says there's so many factors that make the beach... And there's like those bathrooms... It says there's so many factors that make the beach an unbearable place to poop. Mass amounts of people, sand everywhere, extreme heat, just to name a few. Now, they're talking about the proximity of where the nearest bathroom is can be a real issue. I'm trying to think in my mind. Like those concrete things, you know what I'm talking about. Exactly, like they have at a campsite. I don't think I've had to do that. And I think if I knew that I was going to have to, it would be one of those things like, hey, you know what? I'm getting pretty hungry. Probably time to get ready to go to dinner. You make some sort of plan to get out of there. I've never... uh, I've never pooped in the ocean, that's for sure. I've never done that. I don't think no, I've ever... I, I never have any of that. I feel like it's dangerous. Is it? I don't know. Like for sharks in there or something. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, you know... They I'll, smell it? I don't pull my wiener out either. Yeah, I know. Like, I, you know I don't want to pull like, my trunks down in the you ocean. You go to the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, they said if you've been in that ocean three times, you've been within 10 yeah. feet of a shark. yeah. So an election, I don't need like what they think is like some sort of animal coming out of my ass. <laughs> right. They well, can't tell. Well, it's a shark. It's like, what is that? Are you feeding I'll me? I'll eat it. Right. Like, <laughs> right. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't recall. But of course, I didn't grow up on the beach, but I don't recall this ever being an issue. And then the number one worst place after go poop, Lazo. Any guesses? You've done it. I'm positive uh-huh. you've done it. Yep. Positive. No idea. Prison. Oh, yeah, that's bad. They say you probably got bigger problems to worry about than going poop. Not really. In prison, but. Not really. You're already there. You had bigger problems before you got there, but yeah, now we're here. That's true. So now this, this, is, this is really this top is of the, the list. Issue. I have to pull my pants down here. <laughs> and isn't it just a toilet that's in the cell? There's just, it's in the movies. It's so, always yeah. just that stainless steel toilet. There's no doors or anything, right? So you just sit there in front of people. And people could be walking by your cell, right? Yeah. Or you have a cellmate. Yeah, or if it's the bunk, if you get in the bunker style, it's just like. Ten toilets in a row. And they're just like all along the wall or something? Yeah. So guys just go over and just sit on these toilets and yeah, just next to each other. read a magazine? Probably, well, I'm not really reading, I don't think. Probably rules, too, that you don't like chat to the guy sitting next to you, I'm guessing. I don't know the rules of prison. <laughs> right. But I wouldn't think it'd be a place you strike up a like conversation. i wait 4 o'clock in the morning. Right. That's, the, that's, that's what, what you would do. I right? honestly do. I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> it hits you at like noon. You're like, I got to like just wait till 2 in the morning. You just do it. Yeah. And then, and if you're in a cell with a cellmate and there's a toilet in there, is oh, there is there a discussion right, that's no. like, hey, listen, I'm gonna go, night, so right, so do yeah, you, you gotta leave. Do you tell them like, hey, I gotta go? Yeah, just so you know, just a fair warning. Yeah, I think you should hold it until the doors open. Yeah, you're you you're the kind of person though too. You pref- you you think basically anywhere except home is bad, right? I don't do it anywhere. Right, you don't want to do it anywhere. Nowhere. Never at the Olive Garden. 
You're never like, no, oh, you know what? <laughs> never. No. But man, when I got older, I don't know. I started to get a little more comfortable. You're one of those guys. Like, idea. Like, my brother would do it, and I was like, I can't child? believe you do that. You're like, I have to go, and I have to go immediately? You can't hold it? Well, like, no, what? but sometimes when you got to go, those times well, you're okay, like, Okay, sometimes. Like, if you say there's an emergency, it's fine. But you're like, oh, I just go on Target. I'm like, you don't have to go on Target. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I guess what I'm you saying You never is, have to go that bad unless you're sick. That you got to be like, well... I kind of got to go. Well, I just slide into this Walmart bathroom and yeah. go. You can make it home. Right. Yes, I could. It's but more, you don't. Because but I you're don't. like, oh, no. I, I stopped letting in. my fear of the public bathroom dictate, you know, my health. <laughs> and I would decide, you know what? It's fine. I'm an adult. People do this. It's, it's no big deal. Now, maybe if I walk in there and there's a bunch of people in there, then I might not do it. But I don't know. Is prison the worst? You think that list is fair? Because was bad. I would have put that bar, like the riot room, Right below prison, because I've never been to prison. But right. I would have put that ahead of all these other things. That bar restaurant with no door, bad. what's the situation there? It's like, it's like the same prison thing. Only, you know, they're not, they're no cells, so it's just a bunch of toilets in a row. And it's all open? Yeah, and the thing about, like, at least in prison, like, you know, I don't know, or jail, you don't get a lot. I mean, I'm sure some guys were like, it was the worst experience ever. It wasn't for me, but I'm sure there's times where it is, but, you know... When you're in boot camp, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to sneak over here. And then, you know, that drill instructor will come in. What are you doing? You're taking it. You're like, Ooh, oh, come on, yeah, man. I'm right. And he's screaming at you. Now you can have you better ideas. hurry up. Right. You better hurry up, son. Ugh. Oh, and you're like, when you're done, you're going to do push-ups. I'm like, man, I'm... <laughs> I'll never go to the restroom again. And then you see the commercials. I don't know what to do. Right. What are you going to do? You try I'm to wake a, up at four in the I'm morning to go? I'm a child. <laughs> yes. I'm a child. I'm a child, right? <laughs> yep. All right. Are we done? We're done. You sure? We're sure. All right. That's it, right, Stone Cone? Didn't That's you say it? that we're done? Yeah, Stone Cone's got to poop. He's trying <laughs> no, to get out of here. He doesn't <laughs> want to go at work. So. What are you going to watch tonight? Uh, the Murdoch thing. I think we, we haven't watched The Bachelor yet. So I think oh, we'll so do we know who's going to win? Do you have a favorite? No, I have to check the board. Have to check the board. <laughs> well, you don't know off the top of your head who your favorite is. I can't think of the names right now. That's why I have the board. You have a good memory. Now I'm worried that you're not actually watching this. Yeah, not oh, I'm watching. It. Oh, sure. He can't wait, remember anybody's he name. He doesn't like it. He no, doesn't like we it. We haven't watched mm-hmm. this week. It's been like a week. Sorry, and a half. I believe you're we watching gotta... it. I don't believe you're liking it. Yeah. No, I'm liking it. <laughs> I just need <laughs> the board. But you can't. You don't know any of the names of the no, people. No, I'm left. liking it. There's Davia. There's Bailey. There's a Katie. Blink twice if you need help. I'm good. Dude, he lo- didn't he look like a cult member when he goes, I'm enjoying it. He had that <laughs> exactly. Christian glaze no, in his I eyes. Like yes. right, let's I end this like so I can go watch The Bachelor. Okay. All right. Uh, who hosts The Bachelor? Uh, his name's Jesse Palmer. <laughs> what did he do before? He was a football player. I think so, right? Is that, yeah. yeah, he's that guy. He, he was, was like on ESPN. Florida or something. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Good show, Jesse. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.